0: Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. This is perhaps my fifth attempt to do the introduction and I tell you why. I feel I, I lost confidence on what's happening in the world and I don't know what to say in the introduction. So I've been a little bit traumatized and I tell you why. I've been batching content what has been important for me is to make sure that I have great consistent content for you guys on a weekly basis. I've been doing this for three and a half years now. I haven't missed a week. And my secret to doing this is to plan ahead. So one of the things I did was back in the January, I was doing recording an introduction For the episode that was supposed to go live on the month of March during Persian New Year and I was so excited about saying happy new year to you all kind of saying about how I love spring and it got aired the first week that we had the first death in in California for someone who died from COVID-19 we were like many people lost their job it was a first week of chaos for many of Californian and I felt like a jerk. I was like, oh God, people are thinking, what's wrong with this woman? That's saying, oh, this is a beautiful season. I love life while people are struggling. So this recording is supposed to go live in a few weeks. I hope by then orgasms are still a thing because I feel things life has been so unexpected that I'm worried that within a few weeks and maybe people don't care about orgasm. I highly doubt it. I think sex is one of those things that consistently mattered for ages, but I hope I can count on that. Also, this episode I'm going to focus on teaching you how to experience orgasm, but in order to experience orgasm, it's important for many people to first cultivate sexual desire. So if experiencing sexual desire is a challenge for you or you want to increase your desire, sexual desire, I created this free checklist of 25 activities that you can do to increase your sexual desire. The link is in the show notes. Make sure you're down loading that. It's mostly focused toward female. So because this episode is focused toward women, although many of the content are applicable to men, the list that goes with this episode is female focus. So a few weeks ago, I did this guest lecture for one of my colleagues who teaches human sexuality around teaching people to experience orgasm. And it was very well received. And uh, since then, I got tons of clients that they, this is the challenge that they have. So I thought this would be a great topic to talk about it with you guys. Let me know what you think about it. I thought this would be a great topic to talk about. So today we're going to talk about how you can experience orgasm, what gets in the way of you achieving orgasm, and what are some of the tips and tricks that you can do to address this challenge if, if you have had issues around this. So first, I would like to start with saying that every single person who would like to experience orgasm, they will be able to do it. And it's firmly my belief. I help many, many people, climax, experience orgasm, people who had orgasm and lost it, and people that never experienced it. The reason I'm saying experiencing orgasm instead of getting orgasm is because orgasms are experiences you're having. It's not something that someone gives you because when we're so- we are waiting for someone giving us something, we are losing a sense of agency and I believe that it is an experience and if you want to have an experience you can have it. You can work on it. It's like riding a bike. But because many people never had sex education, never they don't know what to do, that's something that they're struggling with. So I wanted to start with saying that like if you are interested in experiencing orgasm, you can get one and keep listening to this show so I can tell you what are some of the things you can do. Although I mentioned that it's possible for everyone to get orgasm, it's very, very common for... For women to have experienced sexual dysfunction during their lifespan, based on DSM, which is our diagnostic book that many psychologists and psychiatrists use, 40% of women will suffer from some sort of sexual dysfunction during the lifespan. Whether it's challenges with experiencing orgasm, whether it's lack of desire, it could be painful intercourse. People have lots of challenges for a number of different reasons. And what continuously break my heart is that people are thinking there is not much they can do to change that. But there are Actionable things you can do to bring orgasm and pleasure to your life. And it is, there is an element of it that's cultural. I was looking at, into the studies, and it showed that the study showed that 17.7% of women in Northern Europe. And up to 42.2% of women in Southeast Asia, they reported inability to achieve orgasm. And I would imagine this number is significantly higher because these were people who were part of the study and many people who struggle with sexual dysfunction, they never talk about it. Again, this data is what I found in DSM-5, which is the diagnostic book that many psychologists and psychiatrists are using. So what can you do if you want to experience orgasm? I invite you to ask a few questions about it. Be curious about it. First of all, like be clear with yourself. Is Is this something you want or that's not something that matters to you? Because many people, at least I've seen also in my practice, many women, they don't necessarily experience orgasm, but they report having satisfying sex lives. To me, experiencing orgasm and climaxing is a big part of sex. But I truly believe, based on what my clients sharing with me, that you can have satisfying sex without orgasm. But if you belong to a group you're interested in getting and experiencing orgasm, I invite you to be curious and ask yourself these questions. I want you to think about how long you have been having this problem. So if you are interested to work on this, if you are interested to experience orgasm, I want you guys to ask a few questions and kind of think about a few things. First of all, I want you to think about how long have I had a problem with reaching orgasm? Is that something that you never experienced or this is specifically related to this season of your life? Because the approach that you can have is different if this is something that you experience and stop having currently. It perhaps tells me and tells you that something changed in your life, whether it's a health condition or relational challenges, something changed. But for many of my clients, that they never experience orgasm. For them, it could be just as simple as lack of lack of education, sex education. I want you to think about, are you getting aroused during sex? What I tell my client is that experiencing orgasm is like when you're baking a cake. You add the ingredient, you put it in the oven. The cake is not ready until it's ready right if you take out the cake early you don't have a cake it's it's not ready its orgasms are like that If you're not aroused, for most people, it's really hard for them to experience orgasm. That's one of the areas that I see that many people are often struggling with. They think that, okay, we do five minutes of foreplay if it's with partner, and then we move on to penetration, and they wonder why they're not experiencing orgasm. The other piece is how is the quality of your relationship with your partner? Sometimes for many, I guess, for many people, the quality of the relationship impacts the quality of sex. I don't necessarily say that if you have a great relationship, you have great sex, but oftentimes many people, it's hard for them to compartmentalize. So if they have an argument with their lover, their partner, they just it's hard for them to physically connect. So I want you to think about if that is an issue. The other piece is, can my medication impact my sexual performance? There are tons of medications that impact one's ability to experience orgasm. I want you to think about how much alcohol substances do you use? Because alcohol, at times, although it can make sex less painful for many of my clients, that they experience pain during sex, but also it caused some struggles with reaching orgasm. I had this specific episode that I talked about sex and recreational drugs. I leave a link in the show notes so you can check it out, but it's certainly substances, illicit substances impact your sexual experiences. And the other last part is what type of sex education have I received? Because what what you learned about sex really impacts, your ability to experience orgasm. So let's look into different factors that are impacting one's or creating barrier at one's experiencing orgasm. So, first barrier that I wanted to talk about are physical. Factors. As I mentioned, various medical diseases and gynecological issues can impact one's experiencing orgasm. Some of the common ones are kidney disease, if you expect if you have MS, fibromyalgia, at times uh, cancer survivors, post-chemo have struggles around this. The another physical factor, if, if if you have weak pelvic floor muscle, that can impact your quality of your orgasm. If you're doing one thing that you want to change the quality and the intensity of orgasm is like to work on your pelvic floor muscle. It's really, really important to do exercises such as Kegel exercises to make sure your pelvic floor muscles are strong. And these are something that you can do. And many of my pelvic floor therapists who are teaching yoga, they're actually incorporating that in their yoga classes. So even if you Google it, Tons of stuff come up. So definitely don't forget to focus on strengthening your pelvic floor muscles. If you have medications, like SS, if you're taking medications like SSRIs, mood stabilizers, and antipsychotic, they also can impact your ability to experience orgasm. Oftentimes people, they don't know about it, but the solution can be as easy as you going to your psychiatrist and asking for another medication and telling them, okay, I'm struggling with sexual functioning, I lost my orgasm, this medication is not working, many of my clients, they, they switch their medication or the physician add another sort of medication, that issue gets resolved. Again, if the issue's around substance use, that's something else that can impact one's ability to experience orgasm. Another factor is aging. So with aging, some people experience drop in level of testosterone, the level of lubrication that they have, and that impacts their ability to experience orgasm. The other category that's, that's very important is psychological factors. So if you have mental health problems, such as anxiety, depression, trauma, OCD, these are the things that can directly impact your ability To do well sexually. Even during like one of the example is like during quarantine, many people experienced tons of stressors due to loss of their job, relationship issues. And this was a time that I heard from many, many of my clients and many of you guys that you were struggling sexually, nothing else changed what changed was your mental health and mental wellness, and that can directly impact your ability to experience orgasm. Cultural and religious beliefs also are something else that impacts one ability to enjoy sex. So if you grew up in a culture that says good girls are not having sex or good girls are not into kinky things, then that can impact your ability to enjoy sex and therefore ability to have a great orgasm or or experiencing orgasm. The other ones that I see is fearing of letting go. Many of people that I work with, they feel they got to be in charge all the time. And it's just scary for them to let go and be seen in a vulnerable state. And it's not necessarily something that they are consciously doing unconsciously. They built this wall so it's hard for them to be vulnerable and be seen as vulnerable being. So with these clients, one thing we do is like work on helping them to be seen vulnerable and letting go. And we work, we have different strategies that we work on that. The other thing is relational factors. So sex and sex, it's really important for you to give good sexual feedback. So if you guys have poor sexual communication, you and your partner, it can be tough to to have a good sex life. It would be hard to Guide your partner to help you with reaching orgasm. Because many, one thing that happened that many of my clients tell me, tell their partner that what happens is many people tell their partners that, honey, do whatever you want. That's, that's okay. Do whatever you think you, it's good and it's going to be good. And we know that's not true right? Because all of our bodies are different. And you're just like misguiding your partner to perhaps they're doing what the previous lovers thought that that was helpful. And people's bodies are different. So you're never going to necessarily experience, have the experience that you want sexually, unless you guide your partner and teach them do things that are pleasurable for you. The other issues are if you had this, if you hadn't have kind of unresolved relational issues. Many times what I see in couples is after after going through some relational trauma, such as affair or such as kind of like breakup, it's hard for them to become intimate, and many of my clients tell me they lose orgasm. So in those situations, it's really important to work out the relational aspect of things in order for you to sort out the sexual part. Again... Some people are really good with compartmentalizing their bedroom. Their sex life is very different than relational component of the relational aspect. But that's not my experience. That that's not a common experience that many people have. The other struggle that people have is like they are into things that their partner are not. And they're kind of shy about it. Or they feel shame about bringing it up. One of the consistent things that I hear from my female clients, they have shame about having not politically correct fantasies. They like things that they would never do outside the bedroom and they just don't want to tell their partner because they're afraid that their partner will judge them. Therefore, they're not having the exciting sex that they want to have, and they're not experiencing pleasure in the relationship as much. And so it's hard for them to experience orgasm. So I bet you guys by now thinking, okay, what are the solution? What can we do to address this issue? One of the first things I recommend my clients is to go to your physician, to go to your gynecologist, to do a medical checkup. Most of the times, the medical, the physiological issues are not the main issue, but it's a good practice to always start from there and see, okay, if my hormonal level are balanced, if what's going on that gets in the way, if there is anything physiological going on. And then I want you kind of to reflect on the kind of earlier question I had. Okay, what, what are some of the areas that perhaps contribute to my struggles with experiencing orgasm? If it's a psychological issues, perhaps you want to work with a therapist to help you address anxiety, depression, OCD, if those are the main players that get in the way of you experiencing orgasm. If you are on the medication, my invitation for you is talk to your Physician, about it. Like, if you lost your orgasm after taking your antidepressant, tell your physician that it's important for me to have experienced orgasm, and I lost it. What are my options? And most of the time, as I mentioned, I never had someone saying that. Okay, I guess you're out of out of option. It's either orgasm or medication. Your physician. Almost always work with you to kind of change the dose or add other alternative medication or switch your medication so you will be able to have great sex and great mood. Then after kind of doing, looking into these factors, I want you to focus on enhancing understanding of your own body. I know some of my female clients, when I, when they hear self pleasuring, any sort of touching themselves, they get they get turned off. They don't want to do it. Like one of my clients that was telling me I'm not that I'm, I'm a loser if I masturbate. I 100% disagree. But this the step that I'm saying is different and also an important part of our work. So I want you to think about this as a practice for a partner sex. If you belong to a, a category of the people that you don't like self-pleasuring and masturbation, I want you to get very comfortable with understanding your Your body. So, what I invite you to do from now for next two weeks to do kind of ten minutes set an alarm and do ten minutes of mindful touching of yourself. I want you guys to kind of touch different parts of your body. Notice what are you feeling? Notice like focus on sensation, kind of feeling, okay, as I'm rubbing oil on my arm, I feel tenderness. I fear soreness at this place. So I want you to explore all parts of your body for 10 minutes, noting the different sensation. I want you guys to also use a lubricant and touch and explore your genital area. We're not necessarily trying to stimulate yourself. It's just a matter of exploring, okay, what are some of the sensation here? What what do I feel when I stroke this part of my body? So this is what we're doing. We're increasing body awareness. After that, you do that for two weeks. My recommendation, my invitation for you is to certainly, if you haven't looked at your genital, grab a mirror. And take a look at your genital. And I want you to kind of get comfortable with kind of focusing on that 10 minutes in different parts of your genital and kind of touching, stroking, exploring different parts. The goal here is not to do necessarily bring yourself to climax. The idea is for you to kind of focus and get really good at okay, what does it feel for me when I touch my clitoris? What does it feel like when I touch the, my labia? And kind of get familiar with that area if that is uncomfortable I tell people like when you take a shower notice like try to kind of like when you're washing your genital pay attention what does it feel when you wash yourself what's the temperature of water is we're increasing body awareness around this then after that I encourage you guys to to increase the stimulation. Some people are are kind of curious about sex toys, vibrators are great if you feel comfortable about it. I encourage you to maybe dedicate 10 minutes listening to the erotic audio or doing some reading. And then if you're using a vibrator, focusing on like, touching different parts of your genital. The goal is for you to kind of really show up what for what's going on in your body. If after 30 minutes, you're not experiencing orgasm, that's okay. But I want to get really good with kind of like paying attention to what shows up for your body. Many, many of my clients, when they are doing these exercises, when they are getting really good with tuning into their body, they get really good in giving feedback to their lovers. And that's when they start experiencing orgasm. These are the few steps that you can do today to cultivate orgasm and kind of moving with moving forward toward reaching orgasm. One thing that I recommend you to do, which is in which might surprise you, is like if you for years and years you struggled with experiencing orgasm with your partner and now it turned to the situation that you are waiting to get orgasm, your partner checking with you, perhaps you're th- experiencing performance anxiety. So what I want you to do do is create some kind of distraction by thinking about fantasies. So while you're with your partner, I want you guys to think about this hot erotic story that you read or imagine yourself in as a main actress in the porn that you watch, because sometimes distraction will help you to get out of your body and not necessarily worry about are we there yet or not. Again, overall, long term, it's important to work on being present. But in order to get over the performance anxiety, that's something I encourage you to do. The other thing, if the issue is around weak pelvic muscle, as I mentioned that you guys can do, there are tons of good exercises online that you can do to tone Kegel muscles. And also work on improving communication skill with your partner. So really kind of work on giving the constructive feedback. And we have tons of different episodes on what you can do to give good sexual feedback feedback. So I want you to experiment with the strategies that I shared with you. If you still are struggling, I encourage you to reach out to sex therapists. I'm a sex therapist. I know many great sex therapists. Many of them, they've been on this show because again, this is something that, that you can easily learn. That's a skill that you can easily learn. And I think it can bring lots of value to your relationship, to your life. So I don't want anyone to miss out on experiencing orgasm because they don't think that's possible. Anyhow, these were a few of the recommendations I had. In addition, I recommend two books from two authors that I had on my show. If you're looking for additional reading materials, one is Becoming Clitorate by Dr. Laurie The other one is Come As You Are by Dr. Emily Nagoski. I hope you found this content helpful. Please let me know if you need more support. In my practice, I would always be happy to help you problem solve what gets in the way of you experiencing orgasm. All right, that was the show for this week, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology podcast.